This is The Art of Being You, and I'm Rachel Wortman. This podcast brings you inspiration, insights, and practical tools to help you become more like Jesus. Get ready to embrace who God has created you to be. I've got a great episode in store for you today, so without further ado, here is The Art of Being You. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to the art of being you. Today, we are taking it back. And, you know, I could easily title this a few things I would say to my 22 year old self, but instead, we're going to keep it broader. And we're going to talk about three things that 20 somethings should be doing in their life. So I'm a little out of that age group now, um, but early 20s, mid 20s, late 20 year olds, this is for you. And, you know, guys, if you're older than that, you can listen to it as well. Um, but yeah, I really have been thinking about this a lot lately and how important it is to steward every season of our life, but how different all of those seasons can be. And I want to give a little disclaimer at the front that if you are finding yourself in your mid to late 20s, and you grew up in church or have been in church for a while and you are struggling with your faith, I want to say to you that you are in an okay and a good place and the wrestle is normal and the wrestle is important. So it's my personal belief, again, I'm a bit of a brain science nerd, but it's my personal belief that because the brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25, That's right. The impulse control is the last thing to be developed, and that is not fully formed in most people until they're 25 years old. Until then, you're still in development. And I think there's something about when your brain is fully developed that God begins to, you know, really challenge some of the beliefs that you have and allow you to explore some of those things so that you can emerge as a fully formed adult, really knowing what you believe. And what the enemy does is he comes in that exact same time frame when you begin to question some of these things, because in some ways it's God sort of poking around and asking questions to, you know, get you to think about it and get you to process and get you to decide. The enemy comes in and brings so much shame that you're even questioning in the first place. He brings some condemnation that you're, you know, not holy enough, that something's wrong. And that's why you might be really wondering some things. And I just want to be the person to say to you that it is so normal. I have never met somebody in their mid to late 20s who grew up in church or spent a considerable amount of time in their high school years and college years in church that didn't go through that. It's so normal. Now, what you get to do is you get to decide how you're going to process that. And my number one encouragement is if you find yourself in that spot, get somebody who loves Jesus, who's older, who's at least in their 30s to talk to about it might be your pastor. It might be, you know, the, the praying woman or man in your church. I don't know, but find somebody and say, I need to ask some questions. I'm wrestling with this. And here's the other thing, wrestle with the end in mind. And sometimes what happens is we want to wrestle trying to decide if we even want, you know, to believe that Christianity is real or not. And I want to challenge you to wrestle expecting that you're going to land, you know, in a good place. 
don't wrestle expecting that it's going to go badly, but put your hope in the fact that you are going to get the answers that you're looking for. I think it's very normal for people in their 20s to question if God is even real, especially when you don't have testimonies of your own yet. And part of the challenge that you go through in this time period is God really setting up opportunities for you to get your own testimonies, for you to have those moments where you know God came through for you. It's not just your mom's story, your dad's story, your youth group leader's story. It's your story. And so that is, you know, sometimes that's a shocking feeling when it's like, oh my gosh, God, where did you go? I don't feel you in the same way. But it's actually God saying, look, we're writing a story together and I'm excited to do this with you. So I think there's three things that everybody in their 20s should know and should be doing that are wanting to grow in their faith. And here's the first one. Number one is all about your identity. It's all about your identity. Do you know who you are? And the truth of the matter is, no, you don't. Because how we determine who we are is the person that keeps emerging through the testing and the trials of life that come, right? So you might know who you want to be, and that's very good, and you should know that. But I really want to encourage you to spend some time thinking about who you want to be, how you want to live your life, and spend some time undoing the wrong thinking that you experienced. So here's the bummer of life, right? We have little to no control over who our parents are. I mean, that's a joke. We have zero control over who our parents are, who our family is. We have almost no control over what the tone of the voices in our life are going to be, whether they're positive and uplifting, whether they're negative and condemning. We don't have any control over hardly anything. We don't get to have, like, we don't get to control what we learn about. We are subjected to a bunch of external forces until we're about 18 years old. And for some of us, even after that, right? And so we don't have a lot of say in what gets deposited into us until you're in your 20s. And then you can really start to think about, do I believe that? Do I believe that that's how the world works? And I want to really encourage you, like make a list of questions, you know, or get with an older person and start like thinking through logically, what are the things that have shaped you and do you agree with those or not? Because what happens is later in your 20s and in your early 30s, a lot of those things will come crashing down and you'll discover maybe they don't work for you, but you didn't put any thought into it, right? Like maybe you didn't put any thought into whether you wanted to be that person or not. You just kind of on autopilot went for it. And then you kind of wake up one day and you're like, I don't even like this version of me. And that's a pretty painful thing to undo. So I think it's a really good idea in your 20s to actually identify what are the beliefs that I'm undoing we're not criticizing or, you know, casting shade on people who put them there. We're just recognizing that in your formative years, you don't have much control over what gets put into your mind. You just don't. But you do get to have that control now. So undo the wrong thinking, develop new thinking, and focus on your identity. A couple of things to be looking for in that. Number one, who you are as a child of God who you are as somebody who relates to God as your father, to Jesus as your Lord and hopefully your friend, and to the Holy Spirit as your encourager and comforter. Who you are as a person and how you relate to God. These are so important. There are 
so many resources out there that talk about that. I cover it some on the podcast. There are tons of books out there about it. You can find, if you need recommendations, do not hesitate to shoot me a DM and I will absolutely send you some because this is so, so important. Your identity is the central part of who you are and who you're going to become. So it's important. But let me just say before we move on to number two, that as much as you're going to work to establish your identity in your 20s, you also need to remember that it's going to change again. It just is. It's going to change again. About every seven to eight years, you're going to grow as a person. Now, you're probably going to grow faster than that as well. But we live in a life of life cycles, right? And there's about a seven-year expiration mark on most things. Seven years is about as much as we can serve somebody else's vision, even their vision for our life. And so, you know, a lot of times we, we like maybe from 22 to 29, you'll be in one vein. And then all of a sudden in 29, you're like, man, I'm changing. And that's good. That's right. That's normal. So just know you're going to solidify your identity. And then that's probably going to change some. Don't freak out when it happens. I'm, you know, at the end of my thirties and it's happened to me so many times, but every time I'm like, you know what? It's good. I welcome it. I want to change. I want to grow. I want to grow into the person God has me being, even though the person I am right now is equally as accepted and wildly loved. Number two, this one's kind of interesting, uh, but I highly recommend that you decide the kind of person that you want to be. So in number one, you're deciding the kind of person that you are, who God has made you to be. And number two, you're going to put some thought into who do you want to be? Let me give you a few examples. Do you want to be a generous person? Do you want to be a person who has friends, like lives life with friends? Do you want to be a person who cooks all your meals or somebody who eats out more? Do you want to be a person who values exercise? Do you want to be a person who spends time with Jesus every day? Do you want to be a person who is filled with faith and lives their life according to the word? Like these are deliberate choices that you actually need to make because you'll make them whether or not it's deliberate. You will fall into those patterns whether or not you're choosing to be that. And for me, I think it's extremely important to decide the kind of person you want to be. So for me personally, in this stage of my life, I decided who I wanted to be as a mother who I wanted to be as a wife. Now, okay, those things have changed as I've grown and my kids have grown and things like that. But I needed to have a vision that I was working towards that was calling me higher and and challenging me to rise up because without it, well, the easiest things are easy to do, right? That's just, we fall into the patterns of settling um, when we don't put the vision in front of us. Here's a challenging one. You know, when you're in your formative years, a lot of your friendships just happen because you're forced to be around people. You didn't get to pick the people that are at your school and you kind of gravitate to ones that you like, like enough to put up with, or maybe you're lucky and you, you know, snag some fantastic friends. And then you go into like your twenties and all of a sudden people have jobs and relationships and it's like, oh my goodness, friendship is way harder than I ever thought that it would be. And everybody feels that way. Everybody feels a little alone and secretly pretty lonely. And so you get to decide, am I the kind of person that's going to have friends or not? Am I going to live my life with friends? Because you have to make a bigger sacrifice if you are. You might have to be the one that initiates all the time. You might have to be the one that makes the plan. You might have to be the one that drives a little bit farther to be with people because that's the value that you have. It's challenging, um, but if that's the person you want to be, then you decide that that's who you want to be. These are very simplistic, you know, uh, descriptors of complex things, but I want to get you started down the road. 
All right. Third and final thing, serve somebody else's vision. What should you be doing in your 20s? Serve somebody else's vision. Now, it is rare that a 20-year-old person or 25 or even 27-year-old person has a clear enough vision that other people can serve. It does happen, but it's rare. So I would just say to you, if the favor of God is not on that and you know all the doors are opening on your behalf and people are like acknowledging that on you, then don't fear, just serve somebody else's vision because your day will come, your vision will come and you will learn so much from serving other people. When I was in my 20s in particular, I actually served um, several other visions of people and I loved it. In fact, in some ways, those were some of the best times of my life because I felt like I got to be around heroes, people I really looked up to. And even though I was doing work that was challenging and, and it was like a big commitment and a bit of a sacrifice at times, didn't pay very well, um, but I loved doing it because I got to be exposed to people who I wanted to be like. And those like moments of dinners and, you know, passing times and meetings have shaped who I am as a leader today and as a businesswoman and as a minister today. And it's really like I, I have zero regrets about doing that. In fact, in our business, we love hiring really young people. Um, we love hiring people in their early to mid 20s as well, because we love um, like being able to bring them in and challenge them and encourage them and build them up to dream into what they're going to be in their life someday. But it's OK in your 20s to accept that you're just getting started. You know, sometimes when people are like 27, 28, you know, that quote in Pride and Prejudice, it's the uh, Elizabeth's best friend. And she's like, I'm 27. I have no money and no prospects, you know, and she's like just taking the marriage that's the easiest for her to get. And at that time in the 1800s, 27 was a horrific age to be and not have your life all buttoned up. But hey, guys, it's 2022. 27 is a perfectly normal time to just be getting started. It's like honestly what most people are doing. And if you want to be a person of purpose, and if you want to be somebody that's growing and moving forward, then you really have to be okay with accepting um, that there's going to be times in your life where you're actually serving other people and moving them forward. A couple of principles in the kingdom that are really important in this. Number one, you reap what you sow. You do. You reap what you sow. So if you're sowing in servanthood to other people, eventually you will reap that. You know, it took me a long time to to reap what we've sown in in this way. But right now we're experiencing such a blessing of reaping what we've done, you know, for 10 years, serving other people and, and really giving our life to their vision. So you reap what you sow. And also in Lamentations chapter three, verse 27, it says this scripture, it says it's good for somebody, it's good for someone to bear a yoke when they're young. It's good to bear a yoke in your youth, I think is what another translation says. And what does this mean? Well, in my opinion, this means that when we are young, when we're in our 20s, I'm including that as well. It's good to do a lot of hard work. Now, okay. I kind of believed that I would turn 30 and um, I would be 40 and then I would be 50 and I would not feel the effects of aging. And I made it until about 36. And when I was 36, I just distinctly remember like feeling different in my own body. It wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't dramatic. It was just this very noted, I don't think I'm quite as whatever I was before. And then here I am a few years later and I'm like, wow, 
just in a few years time, my body is just not the same as it was. It's difficult for me to be as strong as I was. Like some of those kind of things, my hands hurt at random times. And I'm like, what is this about? Right? This makes like, what is happening here? And so it's good in your younger years to go hard and to challenge yourself and to really, when it says bear a yoke, what I think that means is serve and serve with abandon. Now have good boundaries, right? When you need them. But really give yourself to something because it actually sets you up, I think, to be able to step into something better down the road. Now, I know for some of you guys that are listening to this and maybe you're in your late 20s, you're thinking, I feel like most of my life is over or you're feeling like, you know, like maybe not satisfied with where you are at this point in your life. And I just really want to encourage you. Age is just a number. It's really just a number. I do believe that in your early 20s, you can go after it and you can have all kinds of dreams and you can like really, you know, do as much as you want to do that's in your heart to do. But just know that you have your whole life to make an impact in the kingdom and you're going to do that in different ways in different seasons. And it's okay to to pay attention to the season of life that you're in. For me, when I was a mother, I became a mom at 24 years old. And it was my dream to be a stay-at-home mom. And I stayed at home with my kids until I think my oldest was 10. And then I was kind of like, you know, I did some Mother's Day Out stuff. And then really it's been in the last year that I've considered myself, quote, a working woman. Now, I've worked a lot over the last couple of years, but my mindset kind of changed in the last uh, year as God was calling me into some different things. And I have zero regrets about being a stay-at-home mom in the way that I was when my kids were really little. I loved it, but my life looked so different than I could have ever imagined. And I remember at one point wondering if I would ever become myself again, like this person who had ambition and really like gave myself to all kinds of projects and, you know, getting things done. And that person was gone because all I did was keep children alive and fed and wipe their bottoms and wipe their noses and a lot of wiping and all kinds of things. And it, it was hard to like imagine, could I ever be that person again? But what I see now so clearly, and what I want to encourage you with, if that resonates with you, is that there are seasons to life and there are seasons when you go hard and there's seasons when you don't. And I want you to learn to pay attention to it, right? I know I'm saying a lot of I want you, I want you, but like, I, I'm just encouraging you, pay attention to the rhythm of what's going on in your life. And if you're young and you're in your early 20s and you don't have a specific vision that you're going for, find somebody who does and serve it and let your vision emerge as you're doing that. And if you're young and you've got kids, give yourself to those kids and don't regret it. Don't feel like life is passing you by. In fact, the wisdom that you get by doing that is, is invaluable. It's so, so important. So three things that I think all 20 something year olds should be doing, working on your identity, discovering who God says you are. Number two, deciding who you want to be. And number three, serving somebody else's vision. And let me just end by saying this, you know, number two is decide the kind of person that you want to be. And in today's day and age, that phrase could be wildly interpreted in a number of different ways. But I want to be really clear. You actually do have the power to choose the direction you want your life to go. And my, my admonition, my encouragement to you is that you would choose to send your life the way of Jesus on the narrow road, because it really is the road that leads to life. And so, yes, you can decide, you know, do you want to be a believer? Do you not? All these different things. 
But I really want to encourage you. It's important to go ahead and decide and purpose yourself. Are you going to be the kind of person who lives for Jesus? Or are you going to be somebody who is a believer, but just doesn't do anything with your faith? Or are you going to walk away? Right. And I think it's important for you to set your expectation clear so that you can push yourself to move forward because your 20s are this really interesting time period where you've been inputted into by all these people that you couldn't control. And then now all of a sudden there's a bit of a vacuum of what comes in. There's information still coming in. It's just coming through music and TV and the social scrolls and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And so at some point, you're going to have to decide who are the voices that you want speaking into your life and go get those. And I highly recommend that you go find some godly men and women to be the people that are inputting into your life so that you can have a life that flourishes in every single season, just like Psalm 1 says. You guys, you are living in some of the prime of your life, but if it doesn't feel like it's the prime, that's okay. There's still so much time for you to accomplish so many things. I hope this is really helpful for you guys. I know this is kind of an abstract thing. It doesn't hit for everybody, but you need to know that this time period of your life is so, so special. Until next time, be blessed. You've just listened to another episode of The Art of Being You. My goal is to empower you to embrace the goodness of God over your life and step into that abundant life that can only be found in Jesus Christ. And did I mention that I'd love to connect with you? Find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rachel Wartman and on TikTok at The Rachel Wartman. You can find more resources, including my books and other teachings at rachelwartman.com.